Uh-huh. I know what you're thinking. Is this the booth drafting the circuits? Three-way theater or the Kevin Jackson show? Well, to tell you the truth in all this excitement, I kinda lost track myself here on Hoobazoo.com. So, do you feel lucky, punk? Oscar Mike Radio. Come in. Come in, Oscar Mike Radio. Sinister One, this is Oscar Mike. I have Ulima Charlie over. Folks, my name is Travis, and this is Oscar Mike Radio. Today is Thursday, September 7th, 2017, and it is also episode 60, that's right, episode 60 of this show. And coming back from episode 30 is my good friend, my fellow brother, even though he's in the Air Force, the main man, Tim Montjoy. Tim, with Operation Teammate, welcome to the show. Yes, sir. Hey, once again, it's, it's a, always a pleasure to be on your show and kind of just uh, reminisce with you a little bit, kind of cut up and talk about some serious issues as well as far as making an impact throughout the community. But again, I, I'm always appreciative of being on your show. Absolutely. And last time we talked, you had stuff going on, but it, it really seems like in the last six months that Operation Teammate and, and you have taken off. Uh, I, I see you. Uh, talking to people everywhere, you're doing all kinds of things, you know, in your professional uh, or new professional life. Um, I guess what I want to start with is, what have you, been, what has Operation Teammate been doing in the last six months that really stands out to you? Well, I tell you, I had the opportunity. Uh, well, I do a lot of networking throughout the community, and and reaching out to different professionals such as yourself and. Uh, different uh, family-oriented organizations, and then also, obviously, to different athletic organizations. So um, back in uh, late March, early April, I had reached out to, via email to a couple of the different athletic uh, department personnel at the University of Georgia, and I really didn't hear anything back. I heard back from a couple of different people as far as saying, hey, I'm not the right person. I'm like, hey, thanks for the feedback, but um, who can I talk to? And so they kept directing me to this one person. They said that she's always busy. And, you know, obviously with the spring coming up at that time and then leading through the summer into the fall when the football season starts, they said she's always busy. I totally get it. So I reached out to her and, and really didn't get a lot of feedback, which is understandable. So I was taking my mother to the doctor's. Uh, I believe it was at the beginning, middle of June, and I got a random phone call, and long story short, it was one of the quarterback coaches at the University of Georgia for their football team, and he said, hey, man, this is who I am. I got your email back in March. Didn't want you to think that I was overlooking it, but we had just moved here. 
I'm really interested in what you're doing. It's a passion of mine to give back to the military community and the kids especially. Let's talk. Let me invite you up. You can talk with the coaches, kind of give them the operation teammates feel and uh, see where the smart match or smartest fit might be as far as now, brings now, the kids up. You're just a tad bit of a Georgia Bulldog fan, aren't you? Uh, well, yeah, just a little bit. I mean, I, I've been in Georgia and born and raised, born and bred, I guess you'd say. So, so, so basically um, you have your, your, yes. your, your one of your favorite teams starting to work with you on this now. I mean, what's it right. feel like when you're starting to make headway that way? Oh, man. I tell you, you know, just from a, a fan perspective and then being lucky enough to get the response back that I have up to this point from the University of Georgia is is over the top. And then so I, I had the opportunity to go up there and speak to some of the coaches to include uh, Coach Jay Johnson, one of the quarterback coaches there at the University of Georgia. And we sat down for he said, hey, come up here and speak to me for about 15, 20 minutes. Just kind of give me the overview. Well, long story short. Uh, about an hour and a half later, we're still sitting there talking. He's pumped up. I'm pumped up. And he said, hey, why don't you bring some kids up here to a practice? Because as most of your listeners and yourself can attest to, these these collegiate athletes as well as professional athletes on game day, this is their job. This is what they get paid to do, either you know through a scholarship or professionally, and their time is limited. So they said, why don't you bring a group of family members, the kids up on a practice or during a practice, Watch the practice, tour the facility, look at some of the, um, you know, athletic facilities and uh, campus tour and things of that nature, and then circle back and then talk with the athletes because when they get done with practice, their time is kind of theirs and they can kind of do what they want. So we went up there and we we toured the campus. We looked at some of the uh, amenities throughout the athletic facilities. We watched the practice, and then believe it or not, three of the athletes, uh, including Sonny Michelle came and spoke with the kids individually. And one of the quarterbacks, Bryce Ramsey, is a Navy kid. His dad is still in the Navy, and he came in there and spoke with the kids. So they obviously had their, you know, that connection. And it, re- it really went over well, absolutely. Now, we talked about this before, but Operation Teammate, just to catch everybody up here, and what you all do is very unique because I see tons of, of vet orgs out there for different things. But you're primarily serve, serving children of, of military and first responders whose parents are deployed or, or can't be with them. So you have these events to, you know, make them feel like they're not forgotten and kind of impart some life skills too. Is that is that kind of right? Absolutely. And and one of the aspects of, from an operation teammate perspective that we take, you know, a lot of pride in is that mentoring aspect. Um, obviously, there's uh, you know a multitude or, or across the country, a number of organizations that support the military and first responder families you know, on a, on a number of levels uh, to include setting up kids to play sports and be healthy and stay active or, or during some sort of um, financial crisis, things of that nature. But what we're really trying to pinpoint is that mentoring and that, that gap I guess you could call it gap in time while their parents are away and the kids could either be depressed or maybe just not focused because their support system is not there. And these athletes are, are just a motivator and a motivation tool to kind of get the kids' attention and, and maybe get them back on track. And then if we're lucky, like we were at the University of Georgia, if we're able to interact with a student athlete that is a military child himself, 
or herself, then it really gets the kid's attention. And, you know, the, the measure of success from that perspective is huge. Absolutely. So you've done this now for a while. Is it still special when you watch these kids' eyes light up and see how they respond, the athletes? And I guess from your perspective, too, you've got to watch the athletes working with the kids, and they're being real and authentic. They're not being that, you know, spoiled little brat athlete we think of when we think of college athletics. What's that like to both not only you but also like their coach or their parents or somebody like that? Right. Well, I'll tell you, every or each and every event is unique in and of itself. And, and what I mean by saying that is we have such a large pool of kids to pull from either throughout the southeast and then leading over toward Texas and up going toward D.C. as we create our chapters that we're implementing. But every kid's interest is different and they respond you know, differently depending on what sport it is or what's getting their attention or what the athlete says. So, yes, to answer your question, I mean, each and every kid, when they respond in their own manner to these athletes is is just, I mean, that's exactly why we do it. And, I mean, it's a lot of uh, logistical planning and, and some hard work, you know, to coordinate the event with the teams or the families and get everybody there. And then once it, once it's game day or event day from our perspective, uh, everything kind of just runs pretty smooth. And I mean, the kids just enjoy themselves. And then one of the kids even said to their parents on the way back, "If I work hard like that guy, I w- I can be in a college like that one day as well." And and that's that right there proves, you know, that's the proof in the pudding right there. I guess you could say because the athletes got her attention, and it was actually a male athlete getting the girls' attention. So I know she was interested in paying attention and. And you never know what is going to get these kids' attention. So that's why we leave it wide open to the possibilities of, you know, any sport or, or sports personality. We're actually, not to get off subject here, but we're trying to implement some entertainment um, avenues as far as uh, TV personalities or movie um, actors and actresses and maybe some musicians. Because, again, every kid's interest is different. So if we can use those avenues or or uh, individuals as kind of a, an attention step, then we maybe can make a, an impact with those kids as well. Absolutely. So it's really about the kids first and finding what they're interested in and then letting it kind of just happen in a real holistic way. You're not having, it's like you have like a checklist of things that, you know, each kid must hit in order to be happy. You bring the kids there, you let the athletes you know, you know, interact with them, and it's just right. a good thing. Now, besides the Georgia Bulldog event, was there <laughs> other events this year that stuck out in your mind? Or, you know, is, for obvious reasons, that's going to be the big one, but is there anything else that you really liked this year? Oh, yeah, and um, we did an event prior to that with the um, Augusta Green Jackets, which is the minor league, um, single-A minor league team affiliated with the uh, San Francisco Giants here at they're located here in Augusta, and we were lucky enough to be able to take some kids out there, and they got to get on the field and interact with the athletes. And I'll tell you, um, another measure of success from an operation teammate perspective is if the when we have close or back-to-back events, if the kids are interested in, in going to a follow-up event, especially if it's totally different, such as minor league baseball and then college football, 
And because we had two, and the reason I say that is because we had two families that were at the Augusta Green Jackets event that decided to go to the uh, Georgia Bulldog event with us. So that right there, again, shows the impact that Operation Teammate potentially could make and obviously is making. So um, I tell you, man, and I do a lot of corresponding. I do a lot of networking. And, and I'm lucky enough since my daughter is, um, you know, very squared away and she's in college mm-hmm. and I'm not in the Air Force. You know, I'm retired now. I can do this full time. I've been reaching out to a lot of different people. We got an event coming up in January. We're working through the college playoff football, or I'm sorry, college football playoff committee and the college football hall of fame in Atlanta, Georgia. And we're going to be taking some kids out there in uh, January to that weekend. There's a lot of stuff going on there. And, and then our, our very next event is in November, again, at the University of Georgia against Kentucky and Athens at their football game there. And uh, we're going to take about 150 people out there to that event. So the institutions, the, 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 the schools, the sporting you know, teams, they get behind you. This is not just some you know, flash in the pan. These people believe in what you're doing. They see what you're doing, and they get behind you, and, and they love doing it for the kids. It must be great. Yeah, and and I want to tell you, um, it's funny that you mentioned that because I had that meeting. I was lucky enough to be able to go speak to Coach Jay Johnson there at the University of Georgia and kind of just lay out what Operation Teammate is all about. And I, when I tell you and when I say that this individual is motivated to uh, help Operation Teammate and potentially make an impact with the kids, he, he had already texted. It's a two-hour drive from Athens to Augusta. And he had already texted me twice and sent me over a tentative itinerary for a for the trip for us that we did, you know, that we ended up doing. Um, and then every time I text him or email him or call him, he is re- I mean, he's ready to get me linked up with uh, Southern Miss and and teams out in Utah and and call. I mean, I mean, he's, I'm telling you, that's just an example of how motivated and the potential impact. Again, not to toot our own horn, but I know we're doing some good stuff and the potential is huge. We are the only nationally registered organization that focuses on the kids while their parents are away with the intent of setting a good example in the mentoring aspect. The mentoring aspect is, is huge. I mean, that's re- really what we take pride in. Athletics is just a conduit or, or an attention step that we're using, and it's been effective so far. So, yes, when I say that they're on board and they're passionate about what we're doing, you're absolutely right. They are. Well, I mean, you're just blowing me away, man. And, and you know, one thing I want to get to before I move on to my next uh, area of, of interest <laughs> is the I, I, people saw uh, all your your social media outreach and, and and stuff with Tim Tebow. Oh yeah. And I got asked because you know people ask me about you. I'm like, you know, he's a he's a really you know sincere, honest guy. This is a real passion for him. And so they asked me what what was what was Tim's interaction with with Tim Tebow and his organization like? Sure. Well, uh, let me, let me uh, just give you a prelude to, to, to your listeners about myself. Um, I, I'm not afraid to uh, reach out to individuals. That's the only way I get better. I love feedback. Um, and I'm not afraid to ask questions. And, and the reason I say that is because um, we were lucky enough here in Augusta um, that the Columbia Fly- Fireflies – the team that Tim Tebow played on prior to moving back down to Florida um, was playing where they were playing here against the Augusta Green Jackets. And so 
I took it upon myself to find out where the bus pulls up, the team bus, and where the where the players got off. So on the very the first day that they were coming down here to play, I found out the gate that they go in. I went over there about an hour before they got there. I stood there. Ended up being about 15 people there. And and I, I didn't – I know that these other players for the Fireflies, um, they, they probably get upset. Or, no, I don't want to say upset. Maybe get sick of all the attention that Tim Tebow got, especially when they were getting the attention, and then now Tim Tebow comes to town and they don't get any attention. I get it. But anyway, so I got some stuff signed by the other team members, and I took pictures with them and things like that. And then Tim Tebow, he came off the bus closer to the, the end, and he took as much time as he needed to interact with every single person that was there. He took pictures. He signed whatever was sitting there, posters, whatever the case may be. Some guys had bats and hats and helmets and all that stuff. And I told him, I said, hey, can I tell you about Operation Teammate? He said, absolutely. So he sat there for about a minute. I mean, his time is limited, obviously, but – I told him who we support, what we do, what our impact is. So far, he said, matter of fact, won't you reach out to my team down in Florida? And I have. So a, a follow-on to that, I have since got linked up with a, a marketing girl out of Florida that knows directly the entire Tim Tebow Foundation team. So she is helping me put a specific proposal together to be able to present what Operation Teammate does the events that we have coming up, and more importantly, the impact that we can make with the kids to his team so they can possibly come on board or vice versa and have that support. And and it, obviously we have two different demographics from the Tim Tebow Foundation to Operation Teammate, but having that backing and having that potential support, because obviously he's a worldwide known individual, it, I mean, the, that, that type of support is just priceless. So, I mean, that's the interaction and, and the potential of where Operation Teammate can go as far as working with Tim Tebow. And I tell you, man, he is a first-class individual, and that's just an understatement. Well, it seemed like it because I'm looking at, you know, you can see Operation Teammate on Facebook and Twitter, Twitter especially, and also Instagram. But I, I it looked like that, you know, when you guys were interacting, he wasn't like, oh, my God, i got to be there doing this thing with this dude I don't know. You know, no. he, he seemed really interested in taking time to be with the kids and understand what was going on. And I'm not saying you don't see that all the time from sporting figures, but it's nice when it's, you know, authentic and not, not coerced. So it just, right. uh, a lot of people asked about that. And, and then I guess the, the question this lady asked me about Operation Teammate up here is, is she's like, you know, if he's been doing this for a year, year and a half, have any of the kids he's first been with come back with any feedback about how Operation Teammate has affected them or, you know, influenced their path in life? Absolutely. Um, I was just speaking with my daughter a couple of weeks ago about this, but two of the uh, biggest measures of success, I guess you could call it, or, or impact from an Operation Teammate event and some of the feedback that uh, these two individuals got from the players is that we've had one girl, and this was actually, she went to our very first event. She went to a couple of events since then, but she went to our very first event. And since then, she has, she, okay, so let me back up. She was, um, I don't want to say depressed, but she was kind of an introvert, and she was kind of a homebody and, and just wasn't, uh, you know, an outgoing personality type of 
<clears throat> excuse me, individual. So long story short, she, she had the opportunity to go to a couple of events, interact with some of the players, get some motivation, get some feedback. And she has since ran for class vice president and she won. So that right there specifically is just an example of the impact that Operation Teammate is making from from a motivational standpoint, from a mentoring standpoint, and using athletics to get her attention and open up those doors for her. We also had another individual go out and start doing a lot of community uh, outreach and, and you know giving back within the community. Um, so again, those are just two examples, two specific and, and outrageous examples of how these kids are being motivated from the events that Operation Teammate puts on. Absolutely. Well, speaking of motivation, I think one of the things that motivates some of my um, our peers, and I say peers because you know I'm talking about guys between the ages of you know 34, 33, and you know 50, is you know here you are, you retired from the Air Force, you're doing this uh, new nonprofit in a very unique space, but you're also it's looking like your your acting career is taking off, and you've told me several times as we've been you know, messaging back and forth over the last six, eight months that uh, your acting has allowed you to take Operation Teammate in different areas, but you also get a lot of satisfaction from doing it. So uh, yeah. what, what is it about acting that you like doing and how's that helped you in Operation Teammate? Well, I'll tell you, um, just to kind of review, I know we talked about this briefly the last time we uh, talked, but I, I got interested in doing background work and acting because while my daughter was growing up, she did some modeling, runway work, print work, and she was in a few movies. Um, she was in a movie with Jennifer Lopez, Jennifer Gardner, Queen Latifah, um, you know, just a couple of examples. And I always thought that it would be kind of cool just to be on set, see the, be a part of the process versus, you know, just seeing it all on TV. And, and so long story short, I started doing some acting back in January and, and, I use it, again, kind of selfishly speaking, I use it as kind of a networking tool because you never know who you're going to meet on set and things of that nature. Um, but I have since met uh, some really outrageous, I mean, outrageously positive individuals from business uh, individuals to athletes. We're working at Avenue with a girl that lives in Atlanta now, but she swam at um, University of Iowa. And, and I was telling her about Operation Teammate because there's a lot of downtime when you're on set and uh, waiting for different takes and cameras to be repositioned or the actors to come in, the main actors and all this and that. But um, she, she wants to be involved in Operation Teammate. She's giving me a lot of good feedback. And, and again, we haven't done a swimming event, but she's a swim coach now for the youth in, where she lives at in Atlanta. And so she wants to figure out a, an avenue to be able to bring some kids out and, and possibly interact with the kids and mentor them. And, and a part of what we do at Operation Teammate is, is hopefully set them up for success. And what I mean by that is when they are able to speak to these athletes, and, and this piece is actually uh, or, or it has been more beneficial from former athletes. And, and the reason I say that is because some people are former athletes because they – just aren't athletic enough for you know to continue their career or they made some wrong decisions or they got hurt and and so they have the experience to be able to pass on to these kids of how important it is to get your education to have other outlets 
because you're not going to always be able to be an athlete. And so, I mean, if they've made a bad decision, they're able to tell them, and the kids are hopefully be able to learn from that. If the individual got hurt, they're able to understand that and know that they need to get their education because if they, I mean, you never know. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Nick Chubb at the University of Georgia, Georgia is a perfect example. I'm not saying he's back this year because he got hurt a year and a half ago or two years ago and he didn't have that great of a year this past year, but he's probably there this year because he just his NFL stock is not as high as it could be if he wouldn't have got hurt. Now you never know. I don't. I mean, I don't want anyone to ever get hurt, but I mean, the best athlete in the world could get hurt and never play again. What are they going to be able to do? Right. So hopefully they can get their education or or have some sort of uh, legit backup plan that's a, in, going in a positive direction. So that's just an example of some of the individuals that I've met on set. And and I tell you, kind of selfishly speaking, again, um, believe it or not, I think I sent you the picture, had the opportunity to take a little selfie with uh, the, the the one and only the living legend, uh, Clint Eastwood. Oh, I mean, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, and that, I, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. I about just, I almost wanted to cry. I, mean, I, I, I don't know if cry is the right word, but I'm like, yeah. with the man. Dude, I mean, it was just, and he was, I'm, and when I say he was cool, okay, I get it. Athletes, uh, musicians, actors, actresses, we as the general public, we, we put them on a pedestal. We make them you know, famous. I get it. And I'm not hating on them. I mean, I mean, that's their profession. And, you know, they've worked hard and put in the work to, to get to that status. But when I and then you interact with people, either it be just in general public or athletes or whoever it might be that might have some sort of entitled or, or snooty, I guess you could say attitude. Anyway, long story short, when I interacted with Clint Eastwood, and everybody in the world knows who Clint Eastwood is, I say he was the coolest down-to-earth person. Typically on set, or, or normally, the director or the main actors, or you know the, the, the main actors, they don't stick around and just chit-chat. And he was directing this movie, actually, that he wasn't starring in, he was directing it. And he stood around and chit-chatted and, and asked, uh, let us ask questions. He took pictures with us. And he did not have to do that. That's wow. just a testament to one his experience. Wow, but, that is amazing. Yeah, more importantly, it's just a testament to his true nature of being a people person and and just you know being authentic. Absolutely. Awesome. But, awesome. Yeah, man, it was fun. That was a great picture. That was a great picture. You got you got a couple really cool pics. I'm telling people if you go to uh, you know Tim's Facebook page. You definitely, I'm telling everybody right now, you have to follow Operation Teammate on Twitter to stay in the know. That's how you see yeah. this cool stuff that's going on. So you, you get to see all this kind of stuff. And, and what I'm trying to get to and where I'm so happy you came back on is it just looks like, you know, you, you've taken a stride forward in six months. Maybe it's been a lot of baby steps. Maybe it's been some, you know, longer strides, some real like bursts of speeds. But you're definitely making progress, and you gotta look back and say, "Wow, okay, I'm 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 getting there." Yeah, let me tell you an example of, and, and again, each each event is different, and that's based on, you know, whoever we're doing the event with. It, it, you know, either it's a major Division One college or a smaller college, or a professional team. But two years ago, actually, we're coming up on two years of well. 
of doing our first event. We did our first event in October 2015, and we took eight people. The second event, we had four people. And the next event from now at the University of Georgia, we're taking 150 people, and it's going to be about half kids, half adults. Um, and so I'm just telling you, that that, that is just a, a direct testament of how we've grown the the exposure the footprint that we're making, not just here in Georgia, but all over the Southeast. And again, as we move forward and to revisit, I think we touched on this just briefly, but within the military specifically, because, you know, as your audience and as yourself can attest to, most first responders, cops, firemen, EMTs, things of that nature, are, are kind of located as a homestead type of situation wherever they're from or wherever they live. But specifically talking about the military, we move around on average about every two and a half to three years. You know, it just varies a little bit. So an operation teammate has been exposing families in the community to what we do and what our intent is for right at two years now. So we're coming up on that two and a half year and then eventually next summer to that three year mark when families in certain locations are going to be moving to their new location and take an operation teammate with them. So that's when we're going to start having a, you know, a wider presence across the nation and the world. Because a lot of people will PCS to overseas assignments. And, and you never know, we might have chapters at different bases across the world. So I'm just telling you, we're, we're excited. And I appreciate individuals such as yourself, because obviously you and I have been at least conversing, you know, for almost a year now, at least, you know, since Almost the end of the year. Yeah. It was, it was about a year ago, and, you know, I'm just starting out with my thing, and it's it's grown in leaps and bounds, but it was it was like, okay, this is cool, because it was very unique and very different, but, but from the heart. And so I, I'm just, I don't know, I'm happy to be watching this, and, and that's why I tell people you, you got to get on the feeds and watch what they're doing, because you can actually see uh, Operation Teammate in action. You can see looks on those kids' faces, the athletes or the the other participants happy to be with the kids, so it's all good. Yeah, and and I, not to keep interjecting, but I'm excited to tell you about this. Um, tell so me, tell the, me, interject, come on. Absolutely. So uh, I was lucky enough to get in in contact with a young lady out of out of Florida, like I said, that uh, does a lot of marketing, and she's worked with uh, you know a, a number of companies and. And she's the one that actually knows the entire Tim Tebow Foundation team uh, down there in Florida. And her and I were talking, and we were just chit-chatting about what my goals are, where we, what we've done, what we're trying to do in the future. And I informed her, and she did not know this, and your audience might not be aware of this either, but April every year is designated as the month of the military child. And believe it or not, um, or, or coincidentally enough, I live in Augusta where the Masters is, Masters Golf Tournament at the Augusta National Golf Club here in right, Augusta. Right, right, right. And she knows the folks that run the, um, well, the name of the name of the event escapes me, but it's, it's basically the uh, drive, chip, and putt contest for the youth. That's the weekend before the Masters. It leads into the week of the Masters. And so she, we're going to get some Operation Teammate kids and families involved in that, especially since the Masters is in April, 
and April every year is the month of the military child. So uh, we are really excited about, you know, uh, communicating with the master's organization and Augusta National and the, the drive, chip, and putt uh, community and see how we, you know, can be involved and make an impact even further with the uh, military and first responder child. Absolutely. So we're, we're talking golf, we're talking baseball, we're talking, you know, possibly, you know, swim. It, it sounds like the sky. Football. Yeah. Well, um, football. Now, football. Now, wait a minute. Now, I got to tell you something. <laughs> I'm going to send you a picture of this because you know that I'm an, I'm an LSU fan, right? Yeah, we won't hold that against you. Sorry to hear that. Well, somebody, uh, her name is Jill. Uh, she does stuff for veterans through needing crochets and some Georgia Bulldog stuff because she's down in the Savannah area. Right. And I told you the next time we talk, I put this stuff on. I'm <laughs> wearing my LSU shirt with the Georgia Bulldog keychain and uh, scully cap. I, I I can't believe I'm gonna send you a picture of this. This, this I can't believe I'm doing this. So hey, I see that you're doing it, and I know you feel better about yourself while you do it. <laughs> what? Not <laughs> hardly. But let's talk some football now. Let's do it, man. What, what, we'll start with uh, the Bulldogs first. I mean, what do you think their chances are in the SEC East? Okay, so I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but the defense is grade A. Okay, that's first and foremost. And defense, as you already know, wins championships. But let's go to the offensive side of the ball for the University of Georgia. Tell me, just from your perspective, or hopefully your audience can tell us if there is any where the where the weak spots are for the University of Georgia offense. Okay, so let's start with receiving. We have the top young talent in the nation coming in or already there, ready to start this coming weekend at receivers. Okay, that's just the bottom of it, or or the 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 the, the beginning. And then we have potentially, if not Two, two, three possible Heisman contenders with our quarterback, Mr. Sony Michelle, and then the one and only Nick Chubb. So those pieces right there are going to take us to the promised land. FYI for you, like I have already touched on and told you, I have a hotel reservation already in Atlanta for the national championship. So <laughs> that's my confidence level of University of Georgia, where they're going to end up on January 8, 2008. <laughs> Go ahead with your statement. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, my problem with LSU is we got we got to play Alabama. And, and we have Ogeron is, is, you know, he's going to get his time in the sun. He's Man, got, he is a coach. Yeah, he's got big shoes to fill with less miles. Here's where I think LSU starts to turn around this year is we, we got a coach who can – who looks like he can manage the clock, number one. And, and, and number two, he's he loves quarterbacks. I don't know what – I mean, you, know, you and I both know that Les, for whatever reason, really didn't like the, the passing game that much, it seemed like. Right. And, and, and now we got a, we got a coach who's going to like to throw the ball around, which is what we need to do to make it easier on the running backs. Defense, I think our defense is fair. It, it's just I hate I, – and I, I, I hate – to acknowledge this, but we have to deal with we have to deal with Bama, and I just don't see right now any weakness in Alabama. 
besides themselves. And what I mean by that is, if 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 they're Nick Saban prepared, they're going to win against anybody. Yeah, uh, they can be beat, but you know that's our problem. We we have a new coach. We're ranked number twelve, you know, overall, which is about right, I think. So, to me, if we beat Alabama this year, that would be my my Sugar Bowl. So, um, <laughs> on the pro football, I mean. I'm calling it right now, and I'm a Saints fan. I, th- I think the Falcons have got a really good chance to go back this year. Julio yeah. Jones hasn't lost a step. They they, oh. they got some improvements on uh, around him. They got the running back situation squared away. Matty Ice is gonna be 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 brutal, man. Oh man, I mean, I mean that's enough said right there as far as the potential for the Falcons, and not even potential, proven. Proven results. I mean, we're not going to go all the way back to the last Super Bowl and talk about why the Falcons weren't able to pull it out. But, hey, it was a learning opportunity. We're back. We're fixing to start the season up right now. And and I appreciate your uh, support for the Atlanta Falcons because I'm born and bred. No, I'm a Saints fan. I'm a Saints fan. I cannot support <laughs> the, the Dirty Birds. It, it, now, now, whoever, now, if they're playing – if they're playing, you know, some other team outside the conference, or I was rooting pretty hard for them last year against the Patriots. I'm not going to lie. I, I was, I was, I couldn't. Anyway, that's in the past. But uh, that and that crazy dome you guys got going on down there, that new uh, Mercedes-Benz dome, Tim is crazy. Dude, I tell you, um, have you seen it? Yes, I mean I haven't seen it in person, but I am coordinating. Speaking of that, I am coordinating coordinating a uh, a tour for an operation teammate group to go there and, and check out the new you know stadium and I was doing some research and it, it is state of the art and when I say state of the art man uh, not to get too technical uh, but you know the evolution of electronics we had you know smartphones and then that led to you know just for the sake of conversation smart TVs and then now this new stadium, is is for the lack of explanation a smart stadium with the technology technology advancements that are going to be implemented it is over the top so i can't wait to go check it out and then besides all that is the experience for why you're there either it'd be a concert or a soccer game or college football or professional football i mean yeah uh, it's going to take a lot i don't know the only the next people the next step in outdoing the amenities at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, <clears throat> excuse me, is is possibly whatever they end up doing in Vegas for the Raiders. Yeah. Oh, I'd agree. I'd agree. But it's going to be a fun year. And here's here's our our, our little fun during the year. I'll, I'll I'll keep posting stuff on the feeds about uh, how our our teams are going. Um, I think oh, yeah. I think I think we'll finish like. Um, I don't know, 600, we'll, we, we won't go undefeated. We'll probably, you know. When you say as in the Saints? No, as, as in the, as in the El- Tigers, the Saints. Now, my Saints, oh. see, I think it's, I think, I think they're quietly going to go out there and surprise some people this year. As much oh. as I despise them trading Brandon Cooks to the Patriots for nothing, I, yeah. th- I think they have. I think they got enough talent behind them that they're going to go out there and 
and do well. I mean, we'll see how how much uh, the Panthers are really in shape, and we're going to see how the Bucks do. But I, I like the chances for my team, and I'm telling you, if they beat the Patriots uh, second week of the season, that'll set the the whole the whole ball game up right for the rest of the year. I'm going to love that. That's the thing about it, man. Is you know, I'm not a analyst or or a, um, you know statistical expert. But man, it is isn't it just fun to watch? And then on top of all that, one big full circle back to including Operation Teammate when you have these athletes that take their time because they're all busy. It's even during their off season because you know everybody wants some downtime. And then you have these specific individuals or groups of individuals that are heavily involved in the community from uh, you know just on a multitude of levels to include Operation Teammate. So. I mean, you just have to be positive. You just have to be willing to step out of your comfort zone and and have a vision to make an impact for future generations, such as our our youth. Obviously. Well, you're doing it. You're doing it at the right time. You're you're getting you're getting kids that would be left alone or maybe not left alone but lonely, involved in something yeah. bigger than themselves, and the kind of, the kind of people that want to work with you and and collaborate and advocate for you. Are people that are that are, that are what I would call high value people, not just for money or anything else like that, but for the the kind of uh, purse people they are to, you know, share your vision, share your dream, and, and want to help you make it a reality. And uh, you know, six months later, we're it's just getting bigger and bigger. So I'm looking forward to seeing what your event is uh, like in Atlanta, and um, I'm definitely uh, you know telling people to check you guys out if you get up this way. In the future, uh, we'll definitely sync up before that. Absolutely, and and one thing I just want to uh, <clears throat> to include because you and I are are, are going to continue materializing our relationship, and and things are just going to get that much better. So I'm just going to put this on the table. I'm just going to throw this out there because I dream and I dream big, and and I, I look to the stars. So when Operation Teammate uh, is involved and or gets invited or or does something. At a Super Bowl, either it be two, three, four years from now, and we can reference this conversation when it happens. I, I'm going to need somebody there to to catalog or, or capture the moments from a media standpoint. So that's where you're going to come in and, and uh, continue our relationship and hopefully capture those moments from an operation teammate standpoint at the Super Bowl. And I just use Super Bowl as an example because that's the pinnacle of all sporting uh, events. So, so there's your open invitation, and we're going to make that happen. Well, before I let you go, sir, I'll say this. I am Marine and Marine first, but you know what? I'm going to aim high for that goal. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, aim high. There's nothing wrong with aiming high, man. No, there's not. There's not. Well, Tim, thank you very much for your time. I know you're a busy man. Uh, folks, this is episode 60 with a, you know, he's becoming more and more like a friend to me. We got a lot done tonight, and, uh, You'll be hearing from us soon, and uh, that's going to be a wrap. OMR out.